up till now, I realized by reviewing what I've already talked about in these videos is that I've totally ignored several of the skills involved in language arts. We talk about the modalities of reading, writing, speaking, and listening. And I haven't talked at all about writing or listening in terms of literacy. When I went to school, it was assumed that we were going to spend our time being given topics to write about. There would be starter sentences, or the teacher would sit down and say to us, "You want? I want you to write a story about your summer vacation, or whatever. Everybody was encouraged to write when the teacher said, and on the topics that the teacher talked about, instead of writing being the result of thinking and only focusing on creative writing. When we talk about writing, there's more than creative writing. There is a skill involved in being able to creatively, creativity, sorry, creatively imagining a situation where you can let your mind run wild and imagine something and write about it. I got a book from a friend who talked about the life of his dog through the dog's eyes. And it reminded me that I used to have an experience, an, ex an exercise where my students had to take off their running shoe and write a story about the world through the eyes of their running shoe and what happened to the running shoe and all that. That's good for some kids. Some kids are very good at being creative, but other kids aren't. And so a writing program has to include more than just creative writing. And there are more ways to prime the pump, so to speak, with creative writing than just saying, okay, today I want you to. For example, you can read a poem or a piece of music. Example, I used to play Paul Simon's song, Sounds of Silence. And I used to ask my students to imagine what was going on in the mind of the lyricists. When I look back on it, I didn't even begin to realize how valuable an experience that was. But part of effective writing is having something to say and saying it properly. I just listened to something that said that a, um, a friend, a cousin of mine was saying that she had been told by a friend of hers to just 
put pen to paper and write and write and write. The best way to become proficient at writing is to write, to try to put into words what is going on in our heads. But that doesn't come naturally to a lot of people because they don't have a lot going on in their heads. They've not been able to think about what that might be like. We need to provide opportunities for kids to think and then express themselves. If they don't get a chance to express themselves, they don't get a chance to process language in their heads. So, creative writing is only one thing. And if we want our kids to have experiences in creative writing, we have to remember that not everybody can be as creative. So you have exercises where students practice expanding their minds. The example of a, of a shoe and what the shoe might say through the eyes of the person wearing them. That's a good idea. When I look at it right now and when I say about it, that's okay. But suppose you spent time in the classroom and told your students you wanted them to tell one another about the story of the life of their pets. And what would the pets say if they could speak? Because a lot of kids have pets and a lot of kids respond to animals. So therefore, asking them to think about what the world might be like through the eyes of their pets, verbally, not writing it down, because those are two very different things. If you want children to be creative, first you have to give them an opportunity to think and then say. A lot of kids will not write down they're afraid to make mistakes in spelling and grammar and punctuation. They're not sure about whether or not what they have to say is valuable. You have to increase the, the, the confidence in your students to tell other people what's going on in their head. If they can't do that orally, they're not going to do it in pen and paper, or on the computer. Some people might be more prepared to tell the computer and write down a story than to put themselves out in front of the class. But when you're talking about younger kids, younger kids aren't afraid to tell stories. So you need to provide opportunities for them to experience and say and tell their stories. Whatever you can do to enable a student to voice an opinion, to say what's on their mind without feeling that other people, people will laugh at them, the more likely you are to reinforce their ability to speak in public. I remember, as I'm talking about it, I remember when we were forced to make speeches, write speeches down, and then deliver them to the class. 
There's a huge difference between forcing kids to write a speech and then deliver it and to stand up in front of a classroom and tell something that happened to them and get them to feel confident about themselves that nobody will judge them. It's the judgment that forces people to clam up. If you think somebody's going to tisk-tisk or or pass value judgments on what you have to say, you're not going to say it because you're afraid that people won't appreciate it. You need to feel confident to be able to say what you want to say. Another aspect of writing is description. To say exactly what you say, what you see rather, sorry. And that involves taking kids into spaces where they have to observe and write what they say and encourage them to think about what they hear, what they see, what they smell, what they hear, and so on, and to write it down. You might not think it goes together, but if kids have a phone, most kids do, really, when you think about it, and asking them to dictate into the phone observations and then to go home and write them down, you're advancing your desire to get kids to be more of a writer. It's all about getting kids to express themselves as writers. Now, before I stop and and, and bring an end to this, let's comment a little bit about the role of spelling and grammar. I remember telling students that everybody has... Good authors have editors that read what they write and make corrections and suggestions. I just reviewed a paper for a professional journal that I've agreed to be uh, an, an edit, uh, reviewer for. And I knew that the article was written by, by someone or some group of people where English was their second language. You can tell because there are periods, there are places where you can see them forgetting things that English speakers would not forget. It's difficult to describe it, but you can almost tell when someone is writing in a language that isn't their own. My suggestion to them, as part of my review, was that they should listen to what, they're, what they've written. Have somebody read it back to them, because often we hear the mistakes we make before we see them. We tend to gloss over them. My wife has a learning disability, and she often mixes up words, and she mixes up spelling. I remember arguing with her about how she formulated her sentences and said, you're not 
writing incomplete sentences. And until I read to her what she wrote, she didn't understand. When we listen to our words back, we pick up mistakes we didn't see when we read them to ourselves because we put into what we read the words that we know should have been there. So reading back is a form of editing or having a partner who reads to you and helps you make the corrections. It's not, un it's not unknown that I finished a book. And I have a friend who read the first printing of the book, and he said, Howard, you've got spelling mistakes here, you've got typos there. And I realize it's because he looks through different eyes and reads differently than I read as the author. So what to conclude with? Writing is a part of literacy development. We want to develop literacy to the point where students can read, write, and speak correctly. And in order to read, to, to write correctly, we have to provide opportunities for students to write fiction Nonfiction, reviews, reports, commentary, observations, sentences, paragraphs, whatever. The more experiences we give students, the greater the opportunity for them to express verbally first and then go over what they've wanted to say, the more likely they are to be more literate with their writing. And there you go.